listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. I hope you guys have had a great week and weekend. I hope you guys are living your best lives, that you're not too stressed with life, with school, with finals coming up, with like the end of the spring semester. We're going into summer. I hope it's an exciting new time for y'all. I hope your April has been going well. I can't believe it's already April. It feels kind of wild to say that. I just feel like time is just it's just moving really fast. 2022 is just running away from us. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I do have a life update before we hop into this week's episode. And y'all love my life updates. And it, it, it really does give me the, the warm and fuzzies about you guys actually caring about my life. And so my biggest update since we last updated, I guess you could say, because last week's episode was just wedding. I don't think I did a life update at the beginning of that episode, was that I officially have a big girl job. And I know you guys are thinking, Taylor, in the last episode we gave us a life update, you were so devastated about not having a job. And it was this whole big ordeal. Yeah, at that point, it sounds a little dramatic now because I ended up getting this job like a, probably the day that, that uploaded now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know the exact day, but it was really close in timing. But at the time that that was recorded, that was still my feelings. It was still really relevant. It was disappointing. And it was like a weird limbo season. And so I do have a job now and I'm really excited about it. I was thrilled to get that job offer and honestly it was just really cool looking back about how all of the disappointments in my job hunt and like certain opportunities closing. I was so disappointed and I was so disheartened by the situation and like I really like kind of beat myself up about it and like threw myself a little bit of a pity party about the situation. And now it's just so crazy to look back and reflect on because the job that I have now and everything about it seems to be so much better than what I would have had had I stayed at the other place I was at. And so it really is really exciting to kind of just see how the Lord was like, okay, Taylor, like, I know this is disappointing for you now, but I'm doing this on purpose because you need a break. Hello. You don't need to be stressed about work. We're going to give you these months for you to finally get to be really present for your wedding and for getting married and for your life changing because you've just been on overdrive for the last couple months. We're going to just take a pause on the whole job thing because guess what? You're going to have the rest of your life to work. And I just couldn't see that at the time. And so it ended up working out perfectly. The timeline worked great. And so now I do have a big girl job. It's my second week of work, which is really, really exciting. I'm still like in that phase where it's like exciting to work. It feels really good to be back into like a structured routine where like there's like literally things I have to do throughout the day besides like going to Target and going to Chick-fil-A. Like, you know, like I needed structure the break was awesome and I loved it and I've made one too many trips to home goods to decorate our apartment but now I'm I'm happy to be getting back into a routine as of right now I'm working from home which you guys know was not super great for me but I'm getting cleared to be able to go into office a couple days a week and it's all in all I feel like gonna be a better situation and now I know how I react to being isolated a little bit, so I just feel a little bit more prepared. I'll definitely keep y'all updated because, I mean, that's what this podcast is about and we're just being real. And what it's like, I mean, working a a 9-to-5 corporate job, you feel me? Like, and how you can still have, like, a happy and fulfilled life 
outside of work, in spite of work, because of work. And so I'm excited. I mean, I feel like ever since I was little, I always dreamed about getting to finally work and getting to live in a big city and work in a fun office and like wear cute outfits. And so I'm excited to take you guys along with me like as this new chapter starts. And so it's a big relief that I finally have a job and I have an income and all's well and right in the world. So I just, I wanted to keep you guys updated on that and We'll do episodes about, you know, I'm a corporate girl now. And so let's hop into this week's episode because I do not want this week's episode to be as long as last week's episode. That thing was so long. I had to cut like the whole intro I did for that episode because it was just, it was way too long. And so we're going to keep this week a little bit more brief in the spirit of what the episode is. So you, as you guys saw from the title, we're going to be talking about spring cleaning. And I feel like I need to give the disclaimer that this episode is not sponsored by the home edit, specifically the Netflix show. But it should be, as I am finding that I am addicted to organizing on a, like, a near spiritual level. Because, y'all, this show, like, I have been waiting for their season two to come back out. If you don't know what it is, it's called Get Organized on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, you need to just go binge it. Like, if you like satisfying colorful organized spaces and transformations like this show does to me what what should what it should not do to me like I love it so much obviously I finished it and like I just I really do love having an organized space now that I have like my own space and it's like me and Hunter's I definitely am more excited about organizing and like it's like our home and I want it to be nice and I want it to be tidy and I want things to be a certain way and so in this spirit, I obviously they timed it perfectly with the show coming out in the spring when people are like ready to like purge and clean and like make their homes new and like get a refresh. And so I felt like this episode was perfect timing. I know, I mean, I don't have a home. I'm not, I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast do not have a home, but we do all have spaces, whether it's our rooms or our desks or our cars, our phones, our laptops, our minds. Literally, it doesn't matter what circumstance or situation you're in, you're going to be able to get something out of this week's episode because we're talking about how we can take spring cleaning and apply it to your entire life. Like, it's not just about literally cleaning. It's about, like, a, a good reset. I mean, we're a couple months into the year so far, whether we've stuck to our New Year's resolutions or not, about being a certain way or having a certain routine. Uh, probably by this point, we've almost all dropped out of our New Year's resolutions. And so now in the spring is a good time to get realigned and to get back together and to just create a good, healthy, happy reset. And so let's start with clothes because that's like the, the simple, like taboo spring cleaning. And so the first thing I can say about how to spring clean your life on a clothes level is you need to purge. I've been purging my clothes the last few months because like I'm sure I've told you guys in a previous episode I had about three or four closets full of clothes not including like drawers and dressers going into like graduation because I had like all of my stuff in Birmingham and I was taking up like two closets at my house and a big massive dresser and in Birmingham my bed had these four massive drawers like I've just accumulated a lot of clothes and so I've been purging for the last few months and I'm gonna be honest with you I purged a lot and it still wasn't enough like I even got to Dallas and then still had to purge even more so if you haven't really gone through your closet and like really looked at and evaluated the stuff that's in there 
I really recommend doing it because it feels so good when you're able to take garbage bags of clothes to donation because like you feel so accomplished. You feel, I don't know, it just makes you feel better about yourself. And so this is my little reminder to stop keeping stuff that you don't wear or that doesn't fit or that you don't like because I've had so much stuff in my closet that I literally don't like. Like I don't like it, but I just kept it like as a just in case or what if I need to do this? Like there were so many things that I was finding that I was like, I probably haven't worn this in years. I have no idea while I've been editing, I've just been keeping and keeping and keeping even though like I don't there's like a difference between like and love, but there was stuff I just didn't even like. And so that stuff just has got to go because you're taking up space in your closet for stuff that you might actually love. And this is a note that if you feel like you have nothing to wear, it's because you're bored of your clothes. And a lot of times that can look like a couple different things. I've noticed since I've really edited down my closet and my clothes that I've been able to see some clothing pieces in like a different way. And I've been wearing stuff that I normally was not wearing. And I was, I've was i been wearing them differently and, like, pairing them with different things. Like, for me, I'm, like, a very habitual closet user. So, like, I find, like, one outfit and I just wear that outfit, like, over and over and over again. I'm not, like, a big mix and matcher, if that makes any sense. So, like, I'll have, like, a certain shirt and I like it with a certain pair of jeans and a certain pair of shoes. And, like, I just throw that together and that's easy. But instead of like layering and seeing if that shirt looks really cute with a jacket and maybe like a skirt instead of the same jeans that you've been wearing or maybe the same jeans but a different pair of shoes like you can do different stuff with them I'm just that's just not naturally where my brain is I'm a pretty creative person but not with clothes like my style sucks I'm just keeping it real like I don't really have a style I kind of just shop to shop I see stuff I like I buy it like I, I sometimes I'm the I'm the kind of person that will like buy stuff if it's like a good deal, even though I don't really like love the thing I'm buying. Is anyone else like that? I hate it. It's probably one of my toxic traits. I really want to start buying things that are like really good basics and staples that I love that I can actually work with because I just, I'll like find some shirt at like, let's say I'm at like TJ Maxx or something and I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's so cheap. I have to buy it. Oh, this is a perfect example. Anthropology sales room, live for it. And there was, like, this, like, neon orange t-shirt that was, like, literally $7. And I'm, like, it's $7 at Anthropology. I have to buy it. And I've bought it, and I've decided there's, like, one way I can wear this shirt. And the shirt's fine. It's still in my closet. But, like, that's just how I shop. Like, nothing. there's not many things in my closet that I, like, oh, my gosh, I love this dress. Or I love this shirt. I love, I just don't shop like that. And I hate it because then I get really sick of my clothes really, really fast. And then I'm, like, I have nothing to wear. And so maybe kind of change the way that you're shopping or the way that you're thinking about your wardrobe because it'll probably benefit you in the long run to invest in clothes that you actually really, really like as opposed to like ordering a bunch of stuff from Shein. I don't really do that, but I did do that for our honeymoon because I was like, okay, I need a bunch of cheap, like new cheap clothes. And so I did do a Shein order then. But now that I'm done with my honeymoon I did wear a dress that I bought for my honeymoon the other weekend but there's like certain things that I bought that I'm like okay I'm not gonna wear that here like so sorry it's not gonna happen and so really be mindful when you're shopping as opposed to shopping for excess and filling your closet and then you have to purge it and you're just kind of like wasting money and so once again if after all of this you then after giving your clothes the benefit of the doubt can't see it in a new way can't find new ways to wear it you're still feeling stuck 
then you need to get rid of it. And so that's kind of what I've been trying to do with my closet in a purging perspective. And then from there, you need to color coordinate your closet. If you're listening to She's Going Places and you like the advice that I give, this is the best thing ever for me. I have to have my my closet color coordinated. I just like how it looks. I'm an aesthetics girl and I've been color coordinating my closet for years and it, it really does make a difference because you know where things are in your closet and you're like, oh, I'm really feeling the color pink today. Shocker, I'm always feeling the color pink. Or like, I'm really just looking for something black. Like I can like run to certain sections of my closet and then, okay, I know what's here. Or I'm like, wow, I actually really like the color purple on me and I only have one shirt that's purple or I only have one shirt that's yellow. So you can start building out your wardrobe. I'm kind of sick. I'm not a neutrals girl. Some people are. Some people like the clean aesthetic, neutrals, everything's in like that like grayish, neutral, black, whites. Like that's like their whole, whole wardrobe. That is so boring to me. I don't ever want that to be my wardrobe. Don't get me wrong. I have like a huge black section of my closet and it serves its purpose, but I'm really trying to have a much more bright and colorful, happy closet. And so that's really what I'm shopping for. I don't think you're going to be catching me buying anything new anytime soon that's in the neutrals category. Same goes for pajamas. Don't get me started on pajamas. But that's something that I am shopping for is I want a gut. I have so many like ratty t-shirts and like random gross pajama shorts and like old whatever. I want like seven pairs of matching pajama sets. That's it. Like that's what I want. And like nice pajama sets that I'm excited to wear, some shorts, some pants, some long sleeve, some short sleeve. I don't care. I just want like a set of seven that I absolutely love. Not cheap stuff that I'm just buying just to buy. Like I want to accumulate that and then get rid of everything else. That's how I feel about clothes. Okay, let's move on to shoes and how you can spring clean your shoes is ask yourself, how many pairs of shoes do I really need? Because I don't even, I don't have a number for what, how many shoes I had before this whole editing process, but too many. Because even still, like thinking about what's in my closet, I should have counted for this episode. I have 30 to 40 pairs of shoes cramped into a really teeny tiny closet. Okay, maybe that was an exaggeration. Maybe 30, 30 pairs. But doesn't it sound ridiculous when you hear it? And in reality, I can think of the same four or five pairs of shoes that I'm always grabbing, right? I have my hokas that are like my everyday running around, going on walks with Hunter. Like those are my everyday shoes. Hokas, a great investment. Then I have like my just like cute sneakers, whether that's like my Air Force ones or my, I have like some Madewell um, like jogger shoes that I, I do grab for. That's one category. Then there are like the sandaly type of shoes because I'm a Florida girl. And so there's like, I have like Tory Burch Millers or like Jack Rogers or just like, just like a quick throw on sandal. That, that's what I wear. Meanwhile, I have an entire basket of sandals in there. Okay. Then there's like the cowboy boot, which I live in Texas now. So like that's an important, that's an important staple shoe. And then there's like boots. But like now as we're heading into spring, like I'm not really wearing boots and then I have all these, like, just-in-case heels. But, like, I'm not really doing that much stuff with heels. Like, I don't need that many. Like, I just think about the amount of shoes I have and, like, the certain categories. And I'm like, what? And to think that I had infinitely more than I do now is just kind of sad. So really think about 
what shoes you have. And you only need so many just-in-case pairs. Like, I have some, like, just-in-case professional pumps for work for whenever we're going back to office. But I've had them since I was, like, 16. And I'm just dragging them along. I haven't worn them in years and years and years and years. And then I have, like, an extra pair of this and an extra pair of that. And I got, I don't know, what if I need this? And what if I, like, there was at one point I bought, this is, I'm exposing myself. I bought, and if you're a Chacos girl, I'm not judging you. Like, literally, like, I know there's, like, a cult falling behind Chacos. If you like them, like, those are your shoe. Like, go for it, queen. I am not a Chacos girl. Um, but I did buy a pair of Chacos when I was going to Israel in high school because I was told that was the shoe to get. Like, that's that's what I was told. And I was like, I want to fit in. Looking back and thinking about the fact that I wore Chacos deeply hurts me. I feel the same way about Birkenstocks. I know it's a hot take. But it's just not... It's just not me. And I hung on to these Chacos for years because they were like kind of expensive. And I never wore them again. Literally never. Like, why would I ever wear those again? Like, that's just not me. It's not my style. It's not my thing. And I held on to them because they were expensive. And then finally I was like, why am I dragging these puppies around? Like, I will never put them on my feet again. And I got rid of them. And so just think about, like, just in case I go back to Israel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't live like that. So get rid of them. And then finally, once you've edited down all of your shoes and you really have like a good, healthy number of shoes, not like me, clean your shoes, magic eraser, do the whole nine, like wash your laces, throw the shoes in the wash, put some scent boosters in there, like dry your sheets, like brushing up your shoes and you're going to feel amazing. Literally, it would take one afternoon for you to take a magic eraser to all of your sneakers and shoes and just clean them all at once. You will feel like a new woman, okay? So that's what I suggest about shoes. Now let's move on to the 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 big daddy. This is makeup and products. This one's, I mean, I feel like I've really, all of it's embarrassing for me. Like I, I don't even know how I've accumulated so much stuff. And so next we're gonna talk about my worst, my strange addiction makeup and products. I literally started going through my makeup and there was literally stuff from middle school. Okay. And I know you all have stuff from middle school too. So no one there can judge me or make fun of me for having like a eight-year-old eyeshadow palette because I did. Okay. And I honestly, I still do. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, but I need to remind us all that this stuff expires. Okay. Eyeshadow palettes expire after two years. Granted, like they still work. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I, I still think I have an eight-year-old eyeshadow palette that I chose to keep because I love it. But it's just good to re- to remind yourself. Like mascara expires every three months. Some of you have been using the same tube of mascara for two years. Like it's not even working anymore. Like there's not even enough product in there to really do the job. Okay, it's okay. Like drugstore, the drugstore mascara that I use is like nine dollars okay like every three months like I can I can do nine dollars for a new mascara like throw it out like blushes and bronzers like six months they're only really you know fresh for six months and so all that to say I'm not like I know makeup's expensive and don't get me wrong my hula bronzer is probably three years old and you know what I still have it and I don't care 
but you really do need to go through and like purge out stuff that you're not using or that's old. Like there was stuff that made it on the move and this is like I purged everything before moving here. But I was going through my makeup bag. I'm talking like a small duffel bag of makeup. I'm not kidding. A small duffel bag of makeup. And I'm going through it and I'm like, okay, there I have too many makeup brushes and I don't I don't I'm like I'm not like a like a YouTuber makeup artist. Like I don't need this many. I don't need any of this. Like, it's just not good for me. I've just been buying, but like I have too much stuff and now I really don't have the space. I used to have a vanity at home and I don't have that here. So all of my makeup needed to fit in this drawer in my bathroom. And I'm like, okay, girl, edit this stuff down. Like you don't use it, period. Like it comes in like a big pack or a set and I get it. Like you just throw it in there. Same with lip glosses. Like I'm a lip gloss girly. But, like, I have a few lip glosses that, like, I am always grabbing for. And there's ones that I've literally never used. And for good reason, it's because I don't like them. So, I don't know why I have them. And I, same thing. I'm pretty good with, like, face products. Like, I only really buy, like, one. Like, I have a concealer and a foundation at a time. Um, so, that's not typically my problem. My problem is, like, the eyeshadow palettes and, like, the face, like, blush bronzer, like, sort of deal. That's my toxic trait. Like, that's where I just have been hoarding it and, like, for Christmas, like, I'll get, like, a pack of, like, four blushes, but, like, a girl could only use so much blush. You know what I mean? And then I go and buy more because I have, back then, I have all of these powder products and now cream products are in, so I don't want to use any of my powder products and I want to buy cream ones. So, it's gross. You can't hang on to this stuff forever. And so, we all just need to take a minute, look at our middle school eyeshadow palettes, and really decide if we want to keep them. And what really helps with this is if you put products into categories so you can see what you have too much of. That's what I did, and it was alarming on the eyeshadow, bronzer, blush department. I was like, oh, dear Lord, it is time for you to go. Once again, edit your makeup brushes. Oh, and then from here, once we've done all the editing, please clean your brushes and sponges. I know people say this all the time, but... Like, if you don't clean them, like, that could be the reason why you're breaking out, babe. Like, it really could. Like, if you're using a, a bronzer brush on your face every single day and you're, like, happen to be getting acne there, like, wonder why. Okay? Like, you need to clean it. If any of it gets, like, wet or moist or anything, like, bacteria, don't even get me started on the makeup sponges. Like, you should not keep a makeup sponge that long. I'm not going to give a deadline on it because... I would be a hypocrite, but don't keep it for that long. Like, you can get a new one, clean it out for your sake, and for the sake of you having acne. I had a dermatologist tell me one time, like, I need to start using the disposable sponges because that could have been causing my acne. I think she was wrong um, because lots of other things cause acne, and that's not necessarily what made my face clear up. Like, I was having other issues. But with that being said, I looked at my beauty blender like a couple days ago, and I was like, I don't even remember the last time I cleaned it. That's that's the rule of thumb. If you don't remember the last time it got cleaned, it's been too long. Okay? There. There's my reminder. And the same about all this goes for skincare. If it's not in your routine, maybe get rid of it. Like, I see all these people on TikTok, like, glorifying having, like, 100 skincare products, which is great, but, like, you're not going to use them all. And if you're going to be, like, varying products, at least for me, my skin is way too sensitive for that to, like, throw in new products whenever I feel like it. Like, you really just don't need too, too many unless you're, like, really invested in your skincare. And then you know what's good for you and what's not. But, like, 
I don't know. It's just like being mindful because just because you have a lot, like that doesn't mean anything. Like I would rather invest in like more expensive products that work better than having a lot of product. If that makes any sense. Okay, next section is your phone. Let's talk about how we're going to spring clean our phones. Because my phone needs needs a lot. It needs a lot of love. This is the some this is something I have not spring cleaned. Okay, I haven't done it. But this is what I would do if I was going to spring clean it. First off, delete old apps. The problem is, is I'm a psychopath and I color coordinate my phone. So all my apps are in rainbow color coordinated order. I did it one time when I was 16 and I've never gone back. Okay. I love it. It brings me joy. I, it, it, that's just how my brain works. It makes me happy. It doesn't have to make sense to you. It makes sense to me. The problem is, is I'll hang on to old apps because they're the right color and they make the gradient look really pretty. But that takes up space. And so delete old apps, things that you're no longer using. You can color coordinate if you want to be a psycho like me. And then you need to go through your texts and your emails. I am the kind of girly that doesn't open text messages. So like I at all times have like 300 unopened texts. And that's not good because I miss a lot of texts. Like I'll think I saw it and then I didn't. And then like it, it makes me look like a bad person. And so if I've ever not answered one of your texts, it's, it's because, it's not because I don't care. It's because I have a toxic trait of not opening text messages. But I have the problem is I don't ever want to sit down and scroll back to like December 2020 and open text messages to make them go away. Like I've just never taken the time to do that. Same goes for emails. I keep my email on a tight leash. Like I clear out, I check my email multiple times a day. I delete emails. Like I keep that inbox pristine. Some of you have 60,000 unopened emails. And I'm sorry, like at that point, just delete your email. Like that is just, that stresses me out. And I think it might be stressing you out underlying. If it's not, go about your day. But clear it out. Unsubscribe from things that you no longer look at. Like I try, this is how I am with my inbox. I try to unsubscribe from like email lists at least once a week. Like, if I see an email that I'm like, okay, this is definitely an email list and I have a second, unsubscribe. Like, I'll just scroll down and it makes it so easy when you have an iPhone. Like, it has it right there at the top to just hit unsubscribe. And then you'll you'll stop getting all of these emails. And then as I order stuff, it puts me back on an email list. Like, it's a continuous cycle. But if you stay on top of it, it will never get that bad. Next is delete photos. This is hard for all of us, I know. But upload your photos to a cloud. All of my photos get uploaded to Google Photos. And so just take the time to go through like your screenshots album that Apple makes you and look at them and decide if you want to keep them or not, or then just delete them all. Delete them. You don't need them. I'm like a chronic screenshotter because of like this podcast. I'll screenshot like inspo or like things I want to do, or I'll screenshot things to remember them, or if I want to send it to somebody and then I don't like it gets really bad and then like I'll start scrolling and I'm like, look at all of this stuff I have saved. So, like downloads from Pinterest where she's going places. Like it gets a little, a little messy. And so just go through your photos and like just delete stuff. Like you're taking up so much space on your phone, like when it can just be uploaded to a cloud. And then once you do the purge, like we've done with all of our different sections, then make it better. And so I like to use phone wallpapers that inspire. Phone wallpapers that make you happy. If that's like a really cute quote for you, if that's a really cute picture of your dog for you, if that's a wedding photo for me, that's what my home screen is. It's 
my favorite wedding photo. Duh. But then my background, just giving you a glimpse into my phone, I have that cute picture of me and Hunter as my screensaver. But then on the inside of my phone, I have my color-coordinated apps, and then my back wallpaper is just like a nice light pink. So it's like a neutral, and like it lets the colors show. And you know what? I don't get like anxious looking at my phone because everything is so neat and orderly and has a place and it's color coordinated. You might have all these like crazy scattered apps that are not color coordinated, which I'm not saying you have to, but then you have like a photo as your backdrop for your apps. Like I don't like whoever told us that was a good idea. Like it's just, it's not that great of an idea. And so I put like a neutral background there years ago and I've never gone back. Okay, like it has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. And so if you feel like your phone looks a little cluttered, maybe try that. And lastly is to edit your notifications. Figure out what apps are giving you notifications. Like I get no notifications now because I don't want them. Literally the only notifications that I get are from the weather app and like text messages, which I need to get rid of my weather app notifications. But like Instagram notifications, gone. And yet like every social TikTok, never heard of her. Like I take all notifications off because when I want to see what's going on on TikTok, I'll click on the app. If I want to see Instagram, I'll click on the app. Like, I don't need to know that my mom's best friend liked my Instagram photo. Like, I just don't need to know. Like, I'll see, like, I'm addicted to Instagram enough that I check it 27 times a day. I don't need notifications on top of that. And so I've gotten rid of a lot of notifications. So that way, when my phone does buzz, like, I know it's worth checking. Because it's probably, like, the three people who text me, like, it's probably one of them. And that means I need to respond. You know what I mean? And so I've really edited notifications. I know for some people, like, they like having a lot of notifications. Like, you have 12 missed Snapchats and, like, 500 missed likes on Instagram and, like, 12 DMs and whatever. Like, you do you. But that has really decluttered my mind, really editing down what I feel like having notify me. And I think that's just part of maturing in my opinion. And the last topic we're going to talk about is how to spring clean your mind. Now, you can do all of these things and it's going to make you feel good. Like if you purge your closet, if you purge your shoes, you clean up your closet, color coordinate, clean your shoes, get rid of old makeup and skincare products, clean out the drawers, wipe them down, edit your phone, delete, you're going to feel amazing and you're going to feel really accomplished. But you're not going to really make progress until you start decluttering your brain. A lot of people like to say like, oh, my brain has like 15 tabs open at once, but that's how I am. And it doesn't allow me to like really focus in or excel in any area of my life. And so a really great way to start decluttering your brain is to just sit down and just journal. I love just sitting down and just writing. Like you can set yourself an amount of time and just write. There's no prompt. There's no anything you need to talk about. Just like it's like a way to just dump, dump everything out of your brain. Most of the time for me, that looks like typing in my notes because I'm toxic and I don't ever like take out a real journal. That would probably be really good for me. But I typically just like to like type everything out, get it all out of there. And then just like be content with it being out of your brain. And I don't know what it is. It's just very freeing. Like you don't feel like you have to remember something if it needs to be on a to-do list, you put it on there. If you just need to like think about or like how you feel, you put it there. In the back of my head, I'm constantly thinking that I have 12 people to text and call. Make a list. I literally, on my daily and weekly to-do list, I have a list of my friends 
okay, and their names with check boxes, and it says to call this week, and I check when I don't, when I talk to them or I call them or I text them. It's not a perfect science. Like, I don't make sure I've done it by the end of the week, but then at the end of the week, I'm like, okay, I talked to three out of the seven people that are most important to me this week. Let me make it a priority to try and reach out to this person next week. Once again, not a perfect science. Like, there are people on that list. It's just a good reminder to think of those people, okay? And it also is a good reminder to you of who's calling you and seeing who's reaching out to you. And if you see, like, oh, wow, this person's name, I haven't checked it in a month. Maybe something's going on. Maybe I'm putting more effort into this relationship. Maybe I'm thinking about this person way more than they're thinking about me. Or maybe they're just busy and I need to reach out. Like, it's not like doing an audit of your friends, but I feel like sometimes we all get really bad about reaching out to people. And so it's good to have a physical, tangible reminder there in front of you to remind you to be checking in on people. Because I get it. Like, life gets so busy. And sometimes, like, I'll go days without thinking about calling anybody. And then I'll be like, holy moly, I haven't talked to any of my friends in three days. Like, that's not good. And then I'll, you know, go and do that. The next advice I'll give is to do activities that get you off your phone. One thing that Hunter and I have been doing, which it's fun because I do it with Hunter, but is when he gets home from work and we're here together, we typically go on a walk, like, right away when we get home. And I leave my phone here in the apartment. And we'll go walk for, like, 30 minutes to an hour, however long we're just like bopping around and that's like when we talk about our days and we catch up and we're like outside because like there are days when I literally don't go outside because I'm inside working all day and so like it's just good to get out of the apartment into like fresh air and so I leave my phone at home like I'm just like no 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 and so do activities that get you off your phone or that means like you're going a lot of times though like when you're at the gym you are kind of on your phone because like you're listening to music or you're like do stuff that like you're not being like brain numb to and so I feel like we sometimes give ourselves credit for getting off our phone because we're like watching TV or we're like cleaning and listening to a podcast. We feel like we constantly have to be stimulated or entertained. So like for me, if I'm literally doing the dishes, I'm like, oh, what podcast can I put on to do it? Because it feels productive. But I realize there's really never a point of my day where like it's just silent. And that's kind of scary to think about. Like, I don't constantly need, like, I don't, if I have five minutes or I'm literally going to the bathroom to pee for 15 seconds, I'll bring my phone in there, sit down to go to the bathroom, open Instagram. Like, that's just so unnecessary, and I don't know why I'm addicted to my phone, and maybe you guys are too, where it's like, you have to bring it everywhere, like, you constantly need a pacifier. And so, do activities that get you off your phone, and spend some time with yourself without distractions. And anything with your phone, podcast included, reading a book I'm going to include it. Like, anything that you're doing to do something else. Does that make any sense? Like, when was the last time any of us just, like, existed without having to have something else going on in our brain? It's a weird thought to think because I'm like, well, it's super healthy and productive to read instead of going on your phone. Yes. Or it's really good for me to take a shower and listen to music instead of watching a YouTube video. I don't know what your specific examples look like, but I find that I bring distractions in all the time. Like, even when I'm doing my quiet time, I'm like, okay, let me put on worship music in the background, and then I'm going to have all my stuff out, and I have everything ready to go. Like, when do I ever just let it be silent 
And why don't I like it being silent? Why do I constantly need something going on in my brain? Weird to think about. Weird to think about. So those are just some ways that I think we can really all just like get our lives together, have a really good spring reset, and completely spring clean our lives from the inside out. These are just some examples. Obviously, there's like a hundred more categories. Like if you need to clean out your kitchen or clean out your house or like do like a literal deep clean when you're like get like cleaning your baseboards. That could look like spring cleaning. If you need to spring, like there's like cleaning out your purse. That's a great example. Like I could think of a hundred different things that you can like clean out and like make better and refine organizing the files on your phone, putting things in folders, like whatever it might be. But those are just some examples about how I feel like you can make your life better this spring, how you can eliminate distractions, eliminate clutter, and honestly just like help you then function more efficiently feel better, feel like you have a little bit of a weight off your shoulders. And so maybe just like take a weekend to purge and to like really spend some time making the environment around you, whether it's your phone environment, your physical environment, your whatever, just a better place. And so I love you guys. I hope you guys have had an amazing week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode and staying tuned in to all things She's Going Places. And thank you so much for supporting me relaunching season three. If you love this week's episode, please send it to a friend so our community can continue to grow. And if you haven't already, make sure you have given us a review. You can actually also review this podcast on Spotify now. I didn't even realize that because I've been out of the podcast game for a while. But if you've already reviewed on Apple Podcasts, thank you. You can also review on Spotify. And so if you want to support the show, that's an amazing way you can do that. Thank you so much for reviewing if you've already reviewed. And if you haven't, I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. And lastly, if you're not following us on Instagram, you gotta. That's where I'm posting everything right now. So it's at She's Going Places Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok, where I am just, I'm, I'm doing my best to pump out some content for you guys. So I hope you guys love it. Thank you so much for listening. And let's go places together. <laughs> <laughs>